I would say the closest thing I saw to myself was on In Living Color. And so my goal is I want to be in a film or a TV show or something where I get to portray a what I call a queer black man authentically um, and not necessarily as, as a joke. I'm not making fun of the character because that's, that's who I am. All right, this is Chris from Brother Q Podcast, where we interview the innovator, the daring, and the bold uh, for informative topics for the black LGBT. Now, I came across this particular information, I would say, pertaining to a thriller, and I've never heard of an LGBT thriller. And I do have the creator on this uh, particular project, Mr. Aaron Johnson-Levy. How you doing, Aaron? Great, how are you? Just fine, just fine. And um, you're going to explain to us, this is called... Out the saga. Out a saga. It was it was gonna be just like out web series or you know, but we've heard that so many times. Uh, one of the actors actually recommended the word saga because I don't know if you remember a few maybe a few months ago there was this thing in the news about people promoting the word saga as a replacement for LGBT. Really, I didn't hear that. But yeah, <laughs> this is something. Okay, this is something new. All right, it's the for okay. sexual. And gender acceptance. That's what it stands for. But it, it kind of got shot down. Everyone protested, and then they, they got rid of that. So, <laughs> You know, I, people like the abbreviations, what they got. So I, <laughs> so I can see that. All right. All right. So now this is the reason why this is actually a little, a little uh, interesting to me, because I've never seen a crime thriller, uh, an LGBT crime thriller at that. Could you explain how this project came about? Well, it came about because... I, when I became an actor, a screen actor, I've been stage acting my whole life. Um, I kind of did it with the purpose of representing for people like me. So, so when I grew up, I never got to see anyone that was similar to me on screen. I would say the closest thing I saw to myself was on In Living Color, which you, I'm sure you, you know the skit <laughs> I'm referring to. <laughs> of course, of course. And so I said, you know, my goal is I want to be in a film or a TV show or something where I get to portray a what I, say, what I call a queer black man authentically um, and not necessarily as as a joke. I'm not making fun of the character because that's that's who I am. Okay. And I had the opportunity to do that in a film called Hey Mr. Postman, which uh, releases in June of this year. Okay. And after I, I filmed that last, I think last September, I said, okay, now where do, where do I go from here? You know, I've, I've, I've reached the goal that I, that I set for myself. Um, so I said, well, maybe I need to create something. And when I create something, I want to give other people that same opportunity to portray themselves, portray people like them, and portray it authentically. Um, and that's kind of where it came from. I said, well, what, you know, what's, what are all the people in my life, the characters that I've met in my life that I've never seen on screen? Let me write something that incorporates these characters and have them do things that they could do in real life that we just don't get to see queer or gay people doing. Okay, okay. Such as fighting crime or dealing with crime and things like that. You know, that, that you're actually right. I've never seen uh, an, LGBTQ, an LGBTQ character of any sort in a thriller. <laughs> and that, that mm -hmm. basically is one of the type of things that I think creativity in terms of bringing things like this to a completely different area that people are people are not quite used to is actually one of the best things I love about interviewing directors, actors, etc. Because for those who actually are trying to try something different, you know, it could be a little bit shocker 
for the community. It could be a bit of a shocker, but it's something that we've never seen. And so it, uh, and it begins to open doors for other other things. Who are particularly the people that maybe you came up to start to work with with this particular project? Well, these are these are people that some of them, well, a lot of them are people that I know from my life, and they were the inspiration for the script. Now, once the script was written, then I, I have to start looking for actors because some of them, some of the inspirations are actually performers. So I wanted them to play their characters. But other people, I had to, you know, identify local actors who I thought would do a good job in the role. Why a thriller? Well, it it comes from real life, and there has been a, an issue for a long time of violence against queer people particularly queer people of color, and it's something that I, I've seen people just really don't want to talk about. Okay. And I say, okay, well, I have this opportunity to say something, and you never know what kind of, what the future will hold. I never know if this is my first and last project or if it's one of many. I don't know, you know, what the future holds. So I said, if I have one chance to say something to the world, what am I going to say? And, and this is the issue that I wanted to address. How long have you been acting? I've been acting my, my whole life. I was a, I remember in first grade, I was in Tom Sawyer as, as Tom Sawyer and had to paint a fence up and down, up and down. And <laughs> the teachers raved about my painting. <laughs> <laughs> you had that artistic stroke. What can you say? You know, <laughs> they, they loved it. I, they, they filled my head with all kinds of hope. So I got in every production I could you know, for the rest of my life and until I decided I wanted to do it professionally. Okay, okay. <laughs> well, that's that's good. I mean, well, can you name some of the, the films that people will be able to see you with? I know you just recently named one. Any other uh, uh, projects that people will be able to recognize you? I don't, well, I don't know about recognize me, but I was, you know, my other things that I've been in recently was a music video for an artist called Karen Sita. Okay. And she's the latest addition to the Capitol Records family. And nice. she's nice. from the Philippines, uh, lives in Los Angeles. But she's a huge, she's, she's definitely, I think, going to blow up here also. Um, I think it's up to like 8 million hits or something for the video. Wow, okay. Uh, so I was in that, and I was just corresponding with them about using the song in the web series. So nice. that's something kind of breaking news. Nice. And I was in a short film. I don't think you know anyone's going to recognize me from it, but yeah. So my, I think the thing that people will recognize me or associate me with will be "Hey, Mr. Postman." Okay. And okay. that has Omar Gooding, Paula J. Parker, Rodney Perry, uh, Anthony A. J. Johnson from Movie Friday, uh, Liana Mendoza. It's just a whole slew of veteran actors um, and a lot of local talent as well. Okay. So that's something definitely to look out for. Now you know a lot of. I see, I've noticed that a lot of, uh, especially for African-American uh, creative, whether you're straight or gay, a lot of people are going to do web series. They're going to web series as as the way to as the way to kind of get their work out, for people to be able to see that. Was that always the initial mm -hmm. thought of the whole process of this particular project? No, actually, I wanted to do a movie. I wanted to do a screenplay. And when I finished the first draft of it, it was, I don't know, around 80 pages, but I was like, I could have extended it, you know, added some plot twists and storylines here or there to just fluff it up a little bit more. But when my readers read it, they said, this feels like a TV show. And I was like, oh, does it? I'd never <laughs> thought about that. Oh, wow. 
And, you know, knowing, knowing the industry and, and knowing that the content of, of what we're doing here is not mainstream. So I knew that I could, I could break it up into a TV show script and send it to networks and send it to, you know, the mainstream channels. And I would just be spinning my wheels. <laughs> okay. 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 And you so, know, realistically, there's a, there's a lot of drag queens, um, it's just, it, and drag queens of color. This is just not, you know, it's not the content that, that you, you find, you know, on the big channels. So that's why my only option then became web series. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, just to explain with the audience, uh, about the film a little bit more, uh, basically this follows a, an aspiring drag performer who becomes a target in a crime spree that tears the community apart. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and we've added a little bit of backstory to the, to the performer, um, potentially going to make him return from Israel. And this is kind of to add a little bit of humor just to the, the log line, which is, um, this performer who used to perform in Israel returns to the U.S. because of an outbreak of terrorism. And to come home to the U.S., you know, to find safety, the irony is he ends up becoming a target of domestic terrorism. Oh, wow. This is that the new terrorism that we're seeing here in America. Yes. And um, and so, yeah, it's, it's that's basically what it is. You know, we don't let people don't like to use that term when we're talking about what's happening in America. But it, it, that's exactly what it is. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, well, you know, I, to me personally, at any time that I think people really mm-hmm. are get pulled in is when you do talk about something that actually is relatable. You know, so a lot of people get actually get mm-hmm. pulled into a lot of shows, and that's why really a lot of shows address some of the current things that are going on in today's world. So it makes all the sense to me. But like I said, when I when I read that initial, you know, the drag queen, I was like, wait a minute, what? I've never seen again. This is something I've never seen before, and I think a lot of people will get a lot of a lot of a lot of shock out of that. But when you think about it, you're right. A lot of things that people don't want to talk about, in particular, I believe there's a lot of um, transgender deaths occurring and particularly minority transgender deaths occurring mm-hmm. in a lot of places. Louisiana is definitely uh, one of them and uh, a few other places now. So it's just now really catching more all attention. over the country. Yes, absolutely. And it's a ca- it's just now catching attention. So you actually touched on something very good. I think, I think you touched on something very good. I don't know if I should give away too much of the plot, but uh, okay. All right. Don't, don't do I'm it. Don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> I just, you know, I want to make sure people are definitely good looking. Now, the biggest part about this is that you are also seeking funding uh, to people to be able to support that. Is this correct? Yes. 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 So right. We're at about 53% of the budget. Uh, we have, we've extended it to four more weeks of the campaign. And, you know, this is kind of the beginning. I'm just beginning now to get, wider exposure so you know i just started to get as of yesterday my first contributions from people that don't even know me okay so they've come across it we're featured now on the indiegogo website okay um i've been doing i did a podcast yesterday so i don't know exactly you know how they're finding out about the project but it's starting to, to spread i have donors from three countries this is really good this is this is a good thing people you know people begin to and which is actually a really good thing when it comes to any small project or any big project. People who believe in it, they put their money towards it. What, who is Perdell Richardson, just for people to know? Yeah, Perdell, he's a director that I, I worked with on a different project. It was actually a different web series project. And, you know, I just, I loved the way that it came out. 
And so I contacted him and said, hey, are you available to, to work on this, this new web series project? And he said, yeah. So that's how I, I teamed up with him. Okay. And this, uh, he's actually directed and produced uh, other films such as uh, Fatal Reaction and also The Scam, uh, just in case for people who uh, could be able to find out on Amazon.com, correct? Mm-hmm. All right. All yes, right. yes, yes. All right, all right. Well, it definitely sounds to me, like I said, something that I've never seen before. And to actually, when do you expect for this particular film to come online so people can be able to see it? When, it, when do you expect everything to be completely accomplished? Well, the the first step was going to be to put out the pilot and then use that to secure funding for the rest of it. But I'm I'm the subject matter is I think so important. I think instead of just trying to get people to see it at home, I think it may be better to put it into film festivals with people who are in this industry professionally so that they can see it and discuss it and write about it and you know, let, and let's kind of start the ball rolling from that angle as opposed to let's get it out on the Internet and whoever wants to see it can see it. And I, I want people to talk about it. So I'm thinking film festivals will start there and then make it widely available. Well, let, well, let's talk about that for a minute. When it comes to the route of web series, you know, putting it out there for people to be able to see it and or either hooking up with certain channels you know, people who are maybe certain stations that have already an audience built in uh versus going to film festivals what why do you think it's actually better to go the film festival route because is it more for the publicity or is it more to to do what what are you looking to do with that so so something like let's say slay tv is that what you're you're thinking of that's one of them that's that's one but there's also a few of them and so I'm thinking to myself, well, wait a minute now. You know, if there's already a built-in audience, why not necessarily hook up with them? Right, right, right. Well, I think that is a possibility. But I'm. we are also still looking for the funding to shoot the rest of, of season one. Right, right. So it's kind of like two birds in one stone by going the film festival route. Particularly the one that I was aiming for was Burbank. I don't know if we're going to hit it because of, because of the deadline. Uh, we just have to push everything back. Okay. So we're now aiming for Outfest. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, and Outfest Fusion is actually focused on queer content of people of color. And gotcha. it's the only festival in the country that has that as a focus. So I feel like putting it there, um, you're, you know, you're going to be in, it's actually in LA. There will be filmmakers there, uh, potential investors, anyone who, you know, people that are in the industry, okay. not people who are just looking, you know, looking for entertainment. So I, I feel like this series is, it's entertaining. It's actually kind of a dark comedy. Okay. Very funny. Um, but it's a real serious issue. And I call it, it's a rose tinted look at a not so rosy situation. You know, and so, yeah. So I really want people to dig into it. You know, I just recently had, um, Lamont Pierre. On the, on the show, and when it comes down to the audience, in terms of what he was basically saying, he was, in his words, he thought that the LGBT, the black LGBT, does not care about art, mm-hmm. and when, and it mm-hmm. kind of shocked me when I, when I heard that come directly from him, and I, it was something that really, really hurt me a little bit, <laughs> but Part of me says, well, is there a point to what he definitely says? And in regards to there has to be a sex scene in almost every other clip when it comes to certain films, particularly for the black LGBT, 
Do you agree with that? That when it comes to black LGBT, they, there's not an interest in art? Yes. And, uh, you know, because, uh, you know, like, well, for instance, Signal TV, uh, Signal TV 23, um, you know, they do a lot of sex within their within their shows. Now, some people don't necessarily think anything wrong with it, but at the same time, some people do. Uh, what exactly your thoughts on that? Yeah, I, I just feel like in general, and not just with black people, but when it comes to stories about gay people, they tend to be sex-centered. Yeah. And that is one of the things, you know, in our press release, we talk about how we are seeking to diversify the representation of LGBT people on screen. And that's very much a part of what we're talking about. There, this isn't about sex. You know, we're not about, we're not even dealing with, you know, boyfriend couple situations. This is, you know, this is about life and death. Um, I have a friend who says it's about survival under extreme circumstances. And it just so happens that these characters, in fact, most of the characters are LGBTQ and, and the whole range of them. We have lesbian characters, bi characters, trans characters. We have actors who are trans, lesbian, gay. We have the whole shebang and they're all portraying truthful characters. Gotcha. Gotcha. You know, doing, doing things that we could be doing in real life. And so some people are doing them. We just don't get to see it. Gotcha. So, so basically, your thoughts are it does, it, which it is. It's important to add diversity, and I think that actually again begins to mentally open up uh, people when it comes to the art, especially when dealing with LGBTQ and not just black, but just LGBTQ in general. I think the white has definitely uh, addressed it a little bit differently. We think of you know serious, maybe maybe not, maybe not a bad example, but maybe Will and Grace or a few other things. I think there's a show on FX, whereas majority transgender happened to be on the, on the uh, network on the show. So we're beginning to see different things, and I think it definitely is a perfect time to give a different, a completely different view on LGBTQ film, TV series, web series, etc. I can't. I can speak from my upbringing and. This is one of the things that drives me is being a role model, being a, a face, a figure that people can look to and see themselves in as an artist. I was actually earlier today driving and thinking, who who do I represent? You know, I, I've been in L.A. saying I want to represent the queer black man. and But I, I do a live stream on an app called You Now, and, and my audience on that, they're not all queer black people. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, well, what is it that I have in common with the audience who is interested in what I'm doing. And I realize that it's art. You know, I attract artists of all different ethnicities. And I come from an environment, and many black people relate to this, come from an environment, a black home, a black community that has very little understanding or appreciation of art. So if that's what, what this person that you referenced was saying, I 100% agree with that. And so I've spent much of my life being told you know, tone it down, don't act like that, don't do that, don't play with those things, don't do this, you know, a lot of don'ts throughout yeah. my life, and, and that hasn't even stopped. <laughs> <laughs> you're right, you're right. <laughs> it has not stopped. <laughs> you're absolutely right. <laughs> no, so, you're right. Yeah, I want to tell people to do it, do it. If you have the gift of creativity, you know, go after it, use it, because it is a gift. You know, just because you're different and you act different from other people does not mean there's something wrong with you. Right. Right. Yeah, absolutely right. 
absolutely right. Now, say this project becomes super duper successful. Say everything and you get the, the recognition. What's the next thing? You want to continue to do film or you want to do TV, movies? What's what's the next step for you? Well, you know, we got a whole season to, to focus on. If this, you know, ideally if this blows up and gives me the opportunity to keep, to keep creating because I'm an artist and that's, that's what I'm going to do with or without money, with or without accolades or success. That's the thing that I had to learn recently, which is that success is not a, is not a figure. You know, it's about something that you decide for yourself and it has to do with why you're in it in the first place. Right. If you're in something just for money, then you will only be successful if you get a whole lot of money. And I have to decide that I'm not doing this for money or success. I'm, I'm doing it to represent and to communicate uh, a message to the world on behalf of a community and, and the community of people around me, of queer people who don't often get to speak, you know, to a, a global audience. People in the city of Cleveland, you know, urban, inner city, drag queens, who have, there's a long legacy of, of what we've contributed to the world of art. Um, look at, you know, the whole Madonna thing, the voguing, all of that. Yeah. Disco music, it's, you know, the, the list goes on of the contributions of queer black people to pop culture. And I want to give this community um, more recognition and more opportunities to, to represent themselves and not just you know, give something artistically and have someone rip it off and make money from it. And they're, we're sitting back here, you know, twerking for a dollar bill. Exactly. <laughs> you know, you're right about that. I mean, you know, that's a, this is an interesting question, too. When it comes down to the knowing the fact of what we actually truly contribute to the Hollywood, to just the creativity in itself. Do you really think a lot of uh, particular black LGBT creators get their just due? They they're, Are they well-recognized or do, are they kind of underappreciated and not necessarily recognized enough? I just don't see anyone. We uh, Lena Waithe was on The View, uh, I think. I saw that. I think then you post. Sure did. You saw that. <laughs> I, post, I did post you it. Did, <laughs> you did. I saw that. And and she said you can count, you can count us on one hand, the, the representatives of of queer people's color in Hollywood. And that is just the sad truth. It's a shame because there's so many of us that are, have such potential with so much creativity and it just doesn't get utilized. And it's a national tra uh, tragedy, I think, that we're not appreciating what the, the resources that we have here. That's true. Uh, definitely. It really, well, you're right, because she made a, a good point in pointing out uh, Titus, uh, Wanda, <laughs> and if you, it's like, yeah, Rue. you're right. The, yeah, Rue, and, and it's definitely, it's paid them off very well. But now if you look at their audience, their audience is very diverse in terms of mm -hmm. what it is that they're, they're really the type of people that really love what they do and love what they create. It's a very diverse audience. So definitely... It's something that a lot of people or anybody can be able to enjoy, regardless of whether you're black, gay, or white, gay, or just straight. Creativity is creativity mm -hmm. is creativity. Exactly. And that's it. That's it. So, you know, one thing for sure, when it comes to seeing a thriller, um, I definitely want to see this because now I'm a little bit more interested to find out, is there any twists and turns in this? Oh, my goodness. I mean, I, I almost want to tell you that the first, 
the first turn happens right at the beginning, and that's kind of what drives the story. And it is um, this the protagonist, the, the gay black guy, kind of reuniting with mm-hmm. his best friend, you know, after returning from Israel, and they're so excited, you know, he's so excited to see him. But what he doesn't know is his best friend has been lured in to this, this, I guess, um, movement. Um, you know, this, uh, I'm just going to say it. Oh, wow. This, that does sound interesting, actually. <laughs> that does sound interesting. Okay, okay. I don't want to give, I don't want you to give everything away. I don't want to give everything away. Uh, but definitely, you know, the, it does sound like something I know I definitely say. But why a film festival? Man, now I got to go <laughs> to fly out to L.A. or something like that. <laughs> At least give a sneak preview or something like that <laughs> so people can be able to see something oh, well, about it. Well, you know, you can contribute if you become a backer on Indiegogo. All right. Um, what happens is when when we complete the pilot, so I can I can show the backers of the film the, the finished product, and what I want to do is have them vote. Um, once they see it on two different outcomes that, you know, so once, so there's a cliffhanger, a cliffhanger at the end of episode one. I want the backers to be able to vote on what happens next at the beginning of episode two. And whatever gets the most votes, that's what we'll film. Ah, now that's definitely interesting. So basically they get to pick and choose what they would like to see at the end. That's interesting. That is, that, that's actually interesting. Mm-hmm. That's, that's something that's been done before or no? I've never seen it, no. Wow. wow, okay, all right. So definitely, those who contribute, please, please make sure you choose right. <laughs> and, and, <laughs> choose right, you know. Now, and, and <laughs> just to make sure that you go to Indiegogo, where exactly do you need to go to navigate and find out where to contribute to this project? Well, there are a couple places. The main place, you can go to my website, AaronJohnsonLevy.com. Aaron, A-A-R-O-N-J-O-H-N-S-O-N-L-E-V-Y.com. Or, if you don't remember that, you can go, so this is much easier to remember, my Instagram, Twitter, all of that is at CelebrityAaron. And then on my Instagram, you'll see a link to my website, and you'll see the cast, uh, pictures of all the cast members that have been announced. We have a few more cast members that are going to be announced. Uh, one of them is actually in Hey Mr. Postman. He's a stand-up comic named uh, Chris Harvey. Very, very funny guy. Um, so, yeah, that's the, the main place. Website or even Instagram at Celebrity Aaron. All right, all right. There you have it. Honestly, I, I really appreciate you coming on the show, Aaron, to talk a little bit about that. And also a couple couple of things I threw at you, you know. <laughs> but that's what makes a conversation, right? Uh, but I definitely want to make sure mm-hmm. that people, I'm going to make sure all your information is posted on the website, on correction, on the uh, podcast, as well as also um, directly underneath. So anybody who clicks it, they know exactly who you are, and also whatever information uh, that it is to kind of kind of make people know about giving some money to this project. We got to see more diversity in LGBTQ type films. So I would love to also give a contribution myself. So you'll definitely see that. So again, thank you, Aaron, for coming on the show. And if there's anything else you want to let anything else you want to tell the audience before we leave. I just want to say thank you for having me on. This is a this is a great time. I think we're we're doing great things. We're representing for our community and being leaders and role models for the next generation. They need it. So I salute you and anyone listening who's standing up and representing and helping someone else progress in their life. We're we're doing the best thing we could. All right, all right. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. This is Christian from the Speed Podcast signing off. Have a wonderful day.